Hello, everyone. Welcome to Arash's World. Today, we have a special guest, Stacey Aaron Domanico. Welcome to Arash's World. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Wonderful. And uh, so one of the uh, one of the first things I ask uh, uh, anyone who is on my show is to briefly present themselves in a few words. And I know it's tough, but let's let's get started here. How would you describe yourself? How would I describe myself? That is an interesting question. Um, well, I, I come with uh, over 25 years of corporate experience that I've worked in corporate America for over 25 years. My passion and purpose in this world is to help other people through my experiences. So I really believe that my um, my passion, my dharma, whatever you want to call it, is, is really um, drawing me towards being a coach. And that's exactly where I am right now in my life. And I just want to help other people. Mm -hmm. So you're a certified life and empowerment coach. Um, you're also an author, and we're going to talk about your book, which uh, uh, our viewers can see here, but it's called Where Do You Spend Your Heartbeats? Design the Life You Desire, One Heartbeat at a Time. And uh, just love the title. So um, why heartbeats? Why heartbeats? Well, I am a two-time cancer survivor. And when you go through something as traumatic as that, and you are lucky enough to come out of it, it really does change your life and it changes the way you look at every day that you are here on this earth. And I really believe that we are so powerful and that we have a certain amount of heartbeats every single day that are given to us. And it really is up to us to make those decisions on where we spend them. It's one of the most important decisions we make each and every day. And what a gift to get them. So to really, I, I compare them to a bank account. We're so careful, right? Where we spend our money. Have you ever seen anybody drive their car down the highway, just throwing money out the window? No, but sometimes we do that with our time and our energy and our heartbeats. And I want people to just pay attention to before you commit to something, spending your precious heartbeats, is that a worthy transaction? I love that. I mean, if uh, uh, I mean, make it count. That's really important. Make it count. Every moment is 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 precious. And um, yes, that we we often forget there are a finite number of heartbeats that we have, and we again want to make the best uh, of it. So to to spend it in ways that is beneficial. But what I also like uh, in your title, you say, "Design the life you desire." one heartbeat at a time. So it's not like a lot of us are rushed too when we want changes and we want changes to happen quickly. And uh, it does take uh, patience and effort as well, but uh, we got to take it one moment at a time. And often when we rush it, we miss out on the whole joy of the journey and the steps that we can, we can also enjoy. Absolutely. I love that you said the journey because a lot of times we are looking at, especially in this busy world, especially when you could be a type A or you just want it now and you look at the goal and, and sometimes we forget that we are exactly where we are supposed to be at every given moment. And the journey is actually the beautiful part. If you think about your life, think about areas where even you, whether you enjoy it, enjoyed it or you were frustrated, you needed to go through those experiences to get to where you are today. Everything counts, everything matters. Even 
the not so good stuff, right? Exactly. It, 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 especially and, the not so good stuff, not, I would say. And yeah. when you when you look back, you're like in the moment, it could feel like the worst thing in the world. And then the hindsight, which is really the fun part, sometimes I say I can't wait until I can look back and see what this meant because it always means something, but enjoying that process really is key to enjoying this life. <laughs> I completely agree. Suffering when we're in it is is not fun and we're not seeking it, right. but there is always something that we can learn from it. And uh, if we are open to that, right, instead of like complaining about it or again, victimizing ourselves or or treating ourselves badly or or the other, we want to focus on what can we learn. And I'm most grateful for people who have done me wrong over the years because they've taught me so much, uh, inadvertently, of course. But uh, once you go through the process, you say, yes, I've, I've grown from this. Yes. And uh, I think that's important. And with that attitude, it's, uh, it just becomes easier to, to get through those lows, right? Absolutely. In fact, there's a chapter in my book that's called, you know, We Are Here to Learn. It's a whole chapter. And if you take a look at even somebody that irritates you, because we're all mirrors of each other, and I hate it, it sounds cliche, but when something's really resonating or bothering you, take a look at that yeah. because we're all teachers for each other. Mm -hmm. And if you look at somebody or something or situation of what can I learn from this versus, oh, why do I need to do this? Uh -huh. It changes everything. Yeah. It changes the energy. It changes the outcome. And, and just by putting that hat on that says, what can I learn here? Mm -hmm. Your whole life can be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's like I, I, that, that kind of relationship too, when we have somebody who's opposing us, whether it's like in our life, personal life or uh, at work, once that's taken away, you realize like you miss it a little bit. There's like a part <laughs> of you, it's like, wh where's the conflict? You know, we, we thrive on it. And, and uh, often that's important. So I think one of the things that I've learned is not to take things so personally and just see it as, okay, this is who the person is. This is who I am. And let's just, you know, enjoy it. That's right. Any way That's we right. can. Yeah. And when things do get difficult, mm -hmm. I, I call it the kaleidoscope, mm -hmm. because when you take a look at a kaleidoscope, things change every few seconds and life is like that too. Mm -hmm. So if we think that a situation is not where we want it to be and we're not feeling good about it. I usually tell myself and my clients, just think about a kaleidoscope because in a few moments, that it will be a blip. In a few moments, it will change and something. So it's just, we're so fluid in how we are in this world. And you're absolutely right about that. And even with the good stuff, often we're, we're striving for something and we get there and we say, that's it. You know, I, I thought it would be so much better. But again, th that, that journey becomes so important. So you yeah. say, well, I enjoyed the journey actually more than the destination sometimes. Sometimes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I want to talk about the stethoscope gut check that uh, is a tool, a method. Uh, it sounds fascinating. So I use this with my clients and myself all the time. Yeah. And we have this inner guide that is so strong if we're willing to listen to it. However, sometimes the ego wants to drive the bus and the ego is so powerful. You can't argue with the ego. So you really have to sit quietly and go with your gut because that really is the guide, in my opinion, to creating a magical life. So what do I mean by that? If somebody has a decision that they need to make, um, I, I one of the tools I use is this stethoscope gut check where you sit quietly and you just picture yourself making one decision. 
Okay, let's just say it's the red couch versus the green couch. I go with the red couch. How do you feel inside? And just pay attention to that. Then going with the green couch, very silly example, but just to give you an example, how does that feel inside? And really pay attention, not with your thoughts, not with your head, not with your monkey mind, as we call it, right? But what's going on with your, how do you feel? Do you feel peaceful? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel fear? What are you feeling when you're in with each decision? And then let it go. And usually the messages come to guide you once you let it go. But it's really important to feel the feelings of making each decision and then letting it go. That has worked so many times within myself and within my clients that it's just a really magical tool. Try it. Try mm-hmm. it the next time you need to make a decision and see how that works for you. Yeah, and that that that, that really helps also visualizing it can, can help you to get to that goal too, if you have a specific goal mm-hmm. uh, and of going through those emotions and the processes. And uh, I think definitely the 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 intuition is there and the, the emotion, and it should be ourselves, not so much what our partner thinks or parents think, or just really, how do I feel? And I think the focus should be really on, on oneself in this, uh, this exercise. Yeah. And so um, it uh, we we put a question out there. So we have like, I have a decision to make and it's maybe not a yes or no question, but it's like, I want some change. I want something to change in my life. And uh, I found too, it's, if you put out that question into the universe, there is an answer that comes in different forms and formats. I used to do, and don't do it as much, but I used to do tarot cards, which I think is, is amazing. And I truly believe that because it, it's good guidance there. But that's not really necessary often. You have dreams, you have coincidences, you have uh, serendipity. There's all these things that are happening if you open your eyes to them, to those situations and okay. scenarios. I love it. And it's. I have another chapter that's mm-hmm. called Messages Are Everywhere. Yes. And it's almost like if you can picture yourself putting on a pair of glasses where you can decode mm-hmm. these messages because they're everywhere life becomes like a game because what am I going to find today? What synchronicities are happening today? What coincidences, quote unquote, are going to happen today? The universe is very powerful and we are so connected. We are just as powerful. And when we can open our eyes and say, thank you, thank you, got it, got message received, (laughs) right? And, And what sometimes trips us up is our free will. Because we may get a message, right? And we may say, well, that's okay, thank you, but I want to do this anyway. And that's usually when we get ourselves in trouble, but the messages are really everywhere. But which is fine. I mean, if we take the wrong way, as long as we realize it at some point and then get back on track. But absolutely true, because uh, the the misnomer about tarot cards too, as they think they predict the future and this is going to happen. No, it doesn't work that way. But what I love about even like further the universe is when you are taking the wrong path, there are signs and signals telling you and warning you as like, no, this is not it. But uh, we often, because the ego is driving the bus, we even, we ignore it or we're too rushed or we're not looking at things, we're not feeling things. And so we miss out on a lot of information that's out there. It's true. And we are meant to have happy lives. Mm-hmm. We are not meant to be on this earth to suffer. We really are. And we're, we're all connected to each other. We really are. I mean, it's just, we, we're, and we're here to help each other. Mm-hmm. So if we pay attention to those subtle messages and signs, 
and even try it as a game. Say, okay, today I am going to go out there and just be open to everything. You'll see how things flow and we are meant to have a flowing, easy life. Yeah. Yeah. I found that too. And again, for job search and you're like, you're trying everything, you're sending out your, your CVs and resumes and it's frustrating and nothing happens. But then uh, because you're trying too hard and then when you at some point you just relax, it's like, okay, you know what? I basically give up. Okay. I've tried my best. Let's, let's just like take it easy. And then good things happen and everything falls into place. So I think it's really important to, it's not our time, really. It's the universe's time. So it's kind of, the universe decides this is the right moment for you. So in due time, we will get where we're supposed to get as long as we follow that path. This or something better. I have or something a, better. Yeah, I have something, uh, you know, it's called of circles and squares. And I that's a chapter in my book that I, I live by. And it's I don't know if you remember there, they may still have them, those geometric toys where you take a circle and you have to put it in the circle space and you take a square. I used to, even as a child, cram that circle into the square until I broke the toy. I And I did that in my life. So what I mean by that is when you find that things, doors are closing and you try to open them anyway, usually that's a sign to say, let's step back. Whether it's a job you did not get, whether it's a relationship that you wanted to have last and it didn't, whether it's anything in your life that you're finding challenging and you're feeling that, that your push is becoming more of a shove to make something happen, that's where you say, okay, let me take a step back and not force it. It's not meant for me at this moment, at least right now, the way this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and try, we always want to try, but then when it's like, we try repeatedly, it doesn't work out. There's like kind of a message, like maybe you want to change your strategy or maybe right. that's really not for you. And, uh, and often what, what helps me too, is to think it is what it is. This is what it is. And so we can't really change things that you can't change. And uh, the serenity prayer is just amazing in that sense of like, you know, there are things that are within our control and others that are not. And to be aware of that, but the ego wants complete control. And it's like, no, I don't accept that. So it's really dealing with that. And how can we do that? How can we deal with that, that push of the ego that wants things immediately, instant gratification, and uh, wants like always more and is never satisfied with what we already have? How can we deal with that? You know, I love that you said, continue to try. Because that's not the message to say, okay, I've, I've gone and I've tried something and it didn't work and um, that's it, I'm done. Uh-huh. That's, you know, but to your point, when the ego wants to push, right? And you feel that you're pushing so hard that it's almost like a desperation, <laughs> right? That feeling of desperation because I I need to have it because my, my you know, mind wants to have it versus my soul. Um, that's where you need to pay attention and just say, okay, what feels good to me? Let's just take a moment and just calm, calm, calm breathing and what feels good to me. You talk also about careers and jobs. I mean, uh, our main focus is, is often just money. And you think I earn more money and therefore this is a better job. But then once we enter that, we realize, no, there are other factors that are actually much more important. Do I enjoy it? Do I get satisfaction from it? So I think your stethoscope uh, gut check would, would really help with that too before making a decision. It's like, okay, how do I really feel about that? Not in terms of like money or monetary uh, value, but how does that make me feel that environment, that job? And so is that something that you work with your clients as well? Absolutely. All the time. I do executive coaching as well because of my background with leadership. And I'll tell you, I 
personally loved my over 25 years of career working for a Fortune 50 company. I led many teams. My favorite part of the, the role was mentoring people, mm -hmm. coaching people to the point where I left that career and it was a wonderful career, but I made a conscious decision to leave that career to, to mentor and coach people. And it's risky, right? You leave a very stable based career to do something that you love. It's risky, but I will tell you, I've never been happier and it's not about the money. It's not about all the other things that, it, you know, there's, there's abundance that we have that can be measured in so many ways. And I do work with clients to make those decisions because sometimes the things come before the fulfillment. And, and I start with asking a question, what lights you up? What, what, what in your world makes you so happy that you forget about watching the clock? Mm -hmm. And then we start there. That's where we start. Mm -hmm. Now uh, you you have uh, you have suffered a lot through through cancer and toxic relationship, uh, I believe. And so, um, what is the message you can give to to people who are going who are in that phase of of dealing with that? And what really worked for you? I mean, you you've written a book about all of these experiences, but what really sticks out for you? What advice can we give to people who are in that phase, whether it's it's a toxic relationship or or dealing with with cancer? You know, a lot of it is based off of fear, a lot of it. And the reason people either stay in toxic relationships, um, I'll address that first, is because of fear, fear of the unknown, fear of not, you know, be, of, of what what's to happen. And with toxic relationships, the pain of staying, right, has to override the, the fear, like the fear has to be less than the pain. And it's really like a... a a scale, if you will. So I work with people on the fear, getting underneath the fear, because fear, really, we make that up in our heads. It feels so real. But if you think of yourself being chased by a bear, your body changes, your chemistry changes. But if you think of yourself laying on a beach, your body just calms down. So it's the fear we control. We have so much power in what our thoughts are. And that's where I start. For myself, especially with the cancer, I had it once and was told it would never come back and it did um, with a vengeance. And I had real fear of, my statistics were not very good. And I'm out over 10 years now and, and going and continuing to go. So the thoughts, I, I would tell myself, I am healthy. My body is healing, my cells, are healing, I would think the most positive thoughts and believe them with a relationship. You are worthy. You deserve to be treated with nothing but unconditional love. So I really worked heavily on my thoughts during those times. And I still do every day. It's a muscle we need to build. Yeah, yeah. And uh, fear is is huge, I think. And, uh, and as, as you said, uh, absolutely true. We, we there are a lot of the fears we have, there's some that are, uh, yes, we need to deal with. Uh, but most of our fears are an illusion. And once we, we really deal with that, and we realize, uh, again, if I'm in a toxic relationship, I don't have to be there. I don't, I'm not stuck. I can get out of it. I, I deserve something better. I'm worthy of it. If we can really like, not just think it, not on a superficial level, but really like in, integrate it into our being and realize it, 
then we're so free. And for me, the, the realization was at some point, you know, I, I'm actually free to do what I want to do. And I'm not stuck in a job or in a relationship or anything. I choose to be there. It's a choice. And we have more choices than we think. Often we don't see that. And and I, I don't want to make it that it's so easy that you just flip a switch and this doesn't happen. Because again, and I work with my clients to make sure that they understand they're exactly where they're supposed to be. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. I am too. And the journey may take a little bit of time. So the expectation that I'm going to think a positive thought and then all of a sudden my world is going to be, I'm very, you know, there, there's compassion. There's real reality. There's, you know, it's, it's being patient with ourselves, but just knowing that it's possible is the first step. Yes, yes. And uh, many people have a misunderstanding of mindset, I think. It's as you say, it's not the switch. It's like, okay, now I'm going to be positive. And uh, it's, it's again, there are various factors there that we have to look at. And for me, uh, the, the biggest realization was the subconscious and the unconscious that brings out a lot of things. Because most of the times I say, oh, I'm happy. But then when you look deep into it, it's like, no, there is some stuff that I have to deal with. There is trauma, right. there is sadness. And, and so once you, you really get rid of that, you clear it, you just become again, so much happier. And even if there is adversity or stress or conflict, you, you have deep inside, you feel like I got this and I I'm going to be okay, but not just telling yourself, but actually like really being okay. And think about this in every moment. And this is another tool I use mm -hmm. in any moment that you're going through. You are okay yeah. right now all is okay in this moment. And that's all we have is this moment. So if you take a step back and you start, usually we get anxious and anxiety when we think about the future or we think about, but right now in this moment, in this very moment, all is okay. <laughs> and that really helps too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, you uh, talk about, uh, so you help clients with relationship, uh, career change and advancement. Um, those are various things. So also overcoming stress and anxiety. So um, uh, what is uh, one of the things you said for overcoming stress and anxiety? Uh, so one of it would be kind of really listening to your gut feelings, accepting your feelings, uh, I would mm -hmm. say. Is there anything else that uh, you use as well to, to help dealing with that stress and anxiety? Yeah, so um, I do a lot of um, 444 breathing work. So that's very important, okay? Um, so just making sure that we're calming our body and giving our body messages that all is okay. Mm -hmm. I also do the timer thought test. And this is just, a, a, I have little tips and tricks for, you know, and it's basically our thoughts can be racing, right? Which create our anxiety. So take a phone, take a whatever, you know, a, take a, an alarm and put random timers on these, right? Just, okay, just random. Mm -hmm. when, the, when the alarm goes off, what were you thinking about? What were you thinking about? And how does that make your body feel? Does, is, that a, a, some, is that a kind thought? Mm -hmm. Would you say that to a friend mm -hmm. or a foe? It's awareness. It's the first, and it's random because we're random. Mm -hmm. And we have no idea what we're going to be thinking at the time. So that's something that I start with to create the awareness of anxiety and what the root cause could be. I really like that. It's like snapshots of like, so this is where I am. And once we put it together, we say, oh my God, I'm worrying too much. And that's, yeah. that, that was me. I was like worrying about everything, my job, this, that. But then we realized these are small things. We're sweating, sweating the small stuff and we should really like, we're wasting energy 
Instead, we can enjoy those heartbeats and take it easy and things will work themselves out. They will. In, in many cases, they do. Even if they don't look, if it looks bleak, even so, things will fall into place, which has been my experience. And it's not easy. I definitely, it's, it's, it's quite difficult and we don't want to be there, but it does work out in the end, which is amazing. Yeah. And we all do it. We all go through that. Oh my goodness. I call it the, the you know, like the, the don't go down the what if path that that that's a dangerous path and yeah. we all do it we all have yeah. our own you know anxiety but we're also all here to help each other mm -hmm. yeah and and the future will, will will happen anyway we just have these like little moments that will get us there and uh i think goals are good as long as they are uh realistic right there are goals that are manageable it's like yes. i want to be a millionaire in, in a week doesn't happen usually <laughs> right but uh, if that's your goal, then also take the steps to 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 get there. And uh, like you said, uh, enjoying that that journey, the process, and the learning that is connected with that. Absolutely. And you yourself uh, have four children. Is that correct? Yes. Children? So I am. Uh, I'm remarried. Okay. And I have four children. We have Wonderful. three girls and a boy, and a uh, little puppy Bella, who who pretty much okay. rules the house. Oh yeah. And <laughs> You know, I, for me personally, I didn't realize how easy a relationship could be mm -hmm. until you really are with the right person That's for right. you. And and that means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, you know, I, I had said not, not getting married again. And then I met my husband and it's just, we really built a beautiful life together. And I want that for others. Mm -hmm. I want that for others so badly that. I changed my whole career to help people get there because I know it's possible. That's wonderful. That's very noble. Uh, thank you so much for being on Rasha's Voice, Stacey Aaron Domanico. Your book again is Where Do You Spend Your Heartbeats? Design the Life You Desire, One Heartbeat at a Time. And you're a shining example for us. Thank, thank you. you so thank much. You. Thank you. Take care.